If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then Queen, we have a few questions to ask and a few conversations to have. I am your host, Liv Dooley, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some of the women who inspire me to fall more deeply in love with the Word of God and walk in integrity in new ways every day. I am so grateful that you're here. Let's go on and get to work. Hey y'all, it's me, Liv, and we are back, y'all. It's another QT session. Y'all already know what it stands for. It stands for quality time. And our co-host, Tanya, is with us. Tanya, girl, how are you today? Oh, man, Liv, I am so good right now. <laughs> There's so many reasons and so many things, but I just bless God. I bless God for his presence. I bless God that he's here right now, hovering over us, at work in us, about to be all over this conversation. Like, I love God. He's so good. And I'm just so glad to be here with you right now. <laughs> so good. He is so good. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm in love. You know, we forgot our cooking mm. and our pastries and our coffee <laughs> that we were supposed to have. We were supposed to have that. But that's all right. It probably would have been a bigger mm. distraction and everybody would have been annoyed by the slurping that they would have undoubtedly heard. <laughs> so, sis, bless the Lord that we forgot. That's mm. <laughs> all right. Can you tell us what's on your heart today about integrity? You. Oh, my goodness. You know what? This, this, over the season, the past couple of weeks, just discussing integrity, it's been so good. It's been so enriching and fulfilling. And actually what's coming to my heart right now is just maybe just how to encourage people a little bit more if they feel that like, I'm not here with y'all yet. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. Like, thank you for talking to me about it. And thank you for kind of getting into what it is and kind of what it isn't, but like, how do we help someone who is truthfully and sincerely challenged with the with integrity? You know, how do we help them from where they are to where they want to be in Christ? It's it's established. Like we're on this podcast, they're here rocking with you, they are saved, but they're struggling, mm -hmm. right? Because that was me and that that is me. I feel like yeah. that is all Christians in certain aspects of our life. Like mm -hmm. I'm struggling here, God. I want to, I hear the term integrity. I know that it's what you want from me, but I'm struggling and I'm getting emotional right now. I feel, I feel it heavily. Like we just, we need to just, I think it would be a good idea to encourage some people though, how to maybe grow in integrity, you know, a couple points about just how to practically grow there. Cause yeah, yeah it's good to hear about it, but I need to know how to grow in it so I can kind of reflect that more. <laughs> what do you think about that? that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that practicality piece. I mm -hmm. really do. My goodness, you know, the Lord is just so faithful that he keeps calling us and that the word tells us that in our weakness, his strength is perfect. 
perfected. And that always just blesses me. It's one of my life verses because when I feel like I can't get right, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that you have taken everything on your body for me. And Amen. you have just given us new life in you to come back at any point, to get it right at any point in you. Um, what, what kind of practical steps do you have to recommend today? Okay. So, <clears throat> oh, there's so many places to go, but let's try to start from the beginning. You know, when we're thinking about integrity, we're thinking about that place in your heart where you're whole, where you're undivided, you're pretty much completely surrendered to God and, you know, walking out his will and doing things his way. Okay. But then these areas of your life <laughs> don't look like that. Like, what do I do with these areas of my life? Okay. So that's where we are. Um, I'd say like, first we need to just take a, take a deep breath and kind of take a step back and acknowledge where you are and understand that you're not alone as a believer, right? Because especially in a social media world, it looks like so many people are attaining the things and like growing in their walk with Christ and striving and overcoming and not falling or not falling that badly. But when you feel like you're falling badly, I would say just know each and every one of us as believers has an area of struggle, first of all. And second of all, in the Bible, if you want to go back to scripture, there is no one that God called and chose to work for him or to do any of his bidding who did not have an integrity issue at some area in their life. Liv, can you agree? Oh you, my goodness. Yeah, yes. I mean... Outside Even, of Jesus Christ, yeah, 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 every single person is flawed. So, like that—that's just step one. Understand, like you're not alone. You're you're amongst a great crowd of witnesses. Yes, believers. Thank God that He saved us to Himself, and thank God that in Christ we are the righteousness of God. Right? Because we have no righteousness of our own. But just understand, you're not alone, and just take a deep breath and just sit with that. God in His grace is allowing you to come to this conversation. God in, his, God in his grace is allowing us to wake up every day, regardless of the fact that we're not yet perfect, you know? Absolutely. My goodness. I'm so grateful <clears throat> for the pause, right? I think mm -hmm. so often we can just get flustered and frustrated and that causes us to hurry along even further or to move at an even faster pace and, and risk even greater mistakes, you know? And so I think that is really that deep breath. That pause can be really yeah, helpful. for sure. And then when you're in that pause, like when you're in that moment of recognizing, okay, I'm a mess. What do I do? I would say a big deal and something that we often do as Christians is we, we hide from God right away. Like we skip our prayer time. We maybe skip the service. Or if we used to sit in the front row on our good weeks, when we feel like we've messed up, we sit in the back row. You know, we we just, we kind of do this cover-up thing with God, kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden, you know? And I would just encourage everyone, don't waste your time hiding. Just don't waste your time hiding. Like, God already knows everything, sees everything, knew what you were going to do, knows the entire state of your heart already. It's a waste of time to hide naked and just come boldly before the Lord. He's not holding condemnation in his hands for you. If you come... And if you confess, you have an advocate with the Father. That's what, that's what the scripture says. So understand that God's not waiting for you to fall, to be like, I got you, you're a mess. No, he, he wants you to come to confess 
so that he can help you literally clean up (laughs) and help you through the cleanup. Because some messes that we get into, it's not going to be, oh, I can easily just pull you out of that. It's a, oh, no, we're going to have to walk through this. And when we come to God and don't hide, we're saying, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I acknowledge that it was wrong or this mindset is wrong or this way is wrong. This decision was wrong. Lord, I need your help. And he's going to say, okay, I'm going to help you through. I've got to deal with the consequences. Yes, but God is with me. And even in the dealing with the consequences, even in the dealing with the tough place, there's purpose for there too. He's going to use even our errors and our weaknesses, our mistakes for his glory. So what do you think about that? How do you feel? Yeah. I mean, I think that that is incredibly important. I have, man, I have hidden. (laughs) I'm just laughing. I'm like, oh goodness. I have (laughs) attempted to hide from the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. in so many different ways in the middle of his, you know, in, in front of his face. Like I know that there's nowhere I can go to hide from you. The psalmist said, if I ascend to the heavens or if I make my bed in the depths of Sheol, you are Are there. there. So I know that there's no place that I can hide from him, but I try to hide from him in the additional things that I do, in the additional Mm -hmm. ways that I fill my schedule, in the additional Mm -hmm. ways that I attempt to work on his behalf, when in reality, he just wants to invite me to pause and to quiet down so that we can address the issue or so that I can find healing from it, you know? Yes, yes, yes. It's so true. Like, I feel like God's focus for us, his children, is always relationship and communion, right? He wants communion to be never ending, right? So when we're when we're in that place where we're trying to hide, it's breaking the communion and then we try to get busy doing other things, either for him or around him. Yeah. When we're not hiding and when we're coming naked, we need to be confessing, right? We need to do the confessing and acknowledging, yeah, I'm a mess here. And I want to say that confession is not just, oh yeah, you know, I did this today. You know, you know that the whole kind of idea about confession we might see in the movies with the Catholic, you know, you mm-hmm. go behind the screens. Mm-hmm. Confession literally means to say the same as, and we need to start saying the same as what God is saying about our sin or about this weak or about this divided area in our hearts, right? We need to confess, we need to say the same as, If we can put it today, we we need to call a spade a spade. You can't have a hard heart if you're going to have integrity. So I would encourage everyone to just get into the practice of confessing, of acknowledging, of coming to God when you mess up. And I would say confess and getting into the word are important things to go hand in hand. Because when we learn what the word says about the work that God wants us to do, it, it, it molds our heart to be a little bit more willing to surrender to God's work. We need to learn that it's okay to do that with God as many times as we need to, right? Because like, you know, people are celebrating the resurrection in this season and it's beautiful. I mean, you know, the death, burial, uh, resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ and the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and the fact that it washes sins yesterday, today, forever. And thank God for that. But because of that, like we need to keep coming to God and we need to keep confessing continually, right? 
Phew, I know I said a mouthful. <laughs> you got anything to say? That's good. I love the spiritual discipline of confession. I think it is incredibly mm -hmm. important. I will tell y'all that I went to a Catholic school when I was growing up. I went to a lot of different Catholic schools. And what was really funny one time was that everybody was going to confession because it was required. And I was the only Protestant there. And I wanted to do what my friends were doing. I wanted to practice confession. And, you know, they ended up telling me that I didn't have to confess because I wasn't a Catholic, <laughs> which is hilarious. And I was just like, oh my goodness. But, but I'm a Christian. And even at, you know, 12, I knew that something wasn't right about that. Now, I think we yeah. were really just pressed for time and the next class had to get in. But it is a liturgical tradition that is mm -hmm. practiced outside of Catholicism as well. And I feel as if those of us from more spirit-filled backgrounds overlook the incredible opportunity that confession offers. Yes. And one of the reasons we overlook it is because we feel as if we have to be, you know, have to have our head down. We have to <clears throat> feel the weight and the burden of what we've done. And that is a part of repentance. Mm -hmm. However, we can bring those issues to the Lord at any point. And when I tell y'all, I have been laughing like, Jesus, I knew it wasn't right. Fix my heart. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lord. Yes, Lord. Every bit of that. And I need you to help me. He does. He does. Yes. You yes. know, it's not that I'm taking the opportunity to walk in the Lord lightly or his holiness for granted. It's just that yes. I'm admitting, hey, I understand you have a standard here. And yes. I know that I have fallen short. But yes. one of the reasons I'm falling short is because I felt they deserved it. And yes. so I'm going to confess that I need help, even though I am struggling to, you know, really embrace the totality of the healing you want to offer because of my attitude. And so I just yeah. think that confession is powerful because we can confess our issues before the Lord in yes. any and every place, in any and every state of mind, and in any and every issue that we're feeling. Yes. We don't have yes. to hide. He knows it yes. all. Anyway. Yes. I love that. You said so much. Like confession opens us to asking God for help instead of hiding and saying, I can handle it. And I love that you said too, like what you brought up too about the fact that confession can open us to God's healing, right? Because a lot of our behaviors, a lot of our practices, and they can be simple before God, but they have so many roots in trauma, right? Like there's so much, there, there's so much that trauma brings to the table when we have a conversation about living for God. Because sometimes your trauma, the way that you're built up, it's entrenched in you to respond a certain way or to or to just operate in a certain manner. And it may be sinful against God, but you may not see it that way because this is just how I grew up. This is what I grew up seeing. And I am very much in that situation kind of as a mom right now, just raising my children and trying to just unlearn a lot of things so that I can parent my children in a more godly manner than I've seen. It, it, side note, it is the most hectic thing, but I'm here and I'm failing so often. And I'm also like, God, I need your help. And he's also slowly working on healing me, right? Like I'm learning to confess, like I'm learning to, to confess, like, God, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. And actually he told me the other day, stop saying you don't know what to do because I can help you and I can lead you. Like, just say, I need help, you know? Yes. Um, yes. But I feel like I'm struggling. I'm 
I'm not like this parent that I want to be yet, you know, and I don't feel like exactly know how, but help me, God. And he is helping me. And I'm learning to just take a deep breath, (laughs) sit with the fact that I need to learn to, you know, I need to learn to settle myself and to manage my emotions. Trying to teach little children how to manage their emotions. Liz, goodness, it's hard. It's 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 a rocket science to the power of infinity. Okay, <laughs> and it's even harder when you struggle with managing your emotions. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that it's easy to say this is how I was parented. This is what my mom would have done. This is what my Caribbean community would have done. But walking with God, some of the some of the things that have happened, you realize, nah. I don't think that was godly, bro, (laughs) you know, and I'm trying to do it in a different way or just in a more gentle way or a more godly manner than I've seen. No shade to my mama. I bless God for her. My dad, I bless God for him. Right. And we just want to continue growing and improving and becoming more godly. Right. As, Mm -hmm. as people, right. We need to just grow, let go of patterns that are not of God or that we're not working or do you get what I'm saying? We're just trying to move forward. Right. But in trying to move forward, we have to understand like, What's not working about where I am? What is not godly about what I'm doing so that I can understand, well, how can I make, move forward, right? right? And how can I allow God to, to work and how can I allow his healing to help me grow forward too, <clears throat> right? And again, as I said, a lot of the world is celebrating resurrection of Jesus Christ. And just as death is burial and what it means for us as believers and for us as believers, it means that my sin, as ugly as it may be, like as sinful and ugly and messy as it may be, it does not stain my eternity in Christ. It does not leave me outside of eternity in Christ. Like I have a hope, I have a future, and it is in the Lord and he is going to help me to walk this thing out. So just y'all just when you sin, when you fall, just remember you have an advocate with the father Get up, surrender quickly, and keep on running, fam, because God loves you. Like, God loves you, and he's taking you through this. Yes, yes, yes. He loves each and every one of us, and he is with us in all of it. You know, Jeremiah 31, chapter uh, 31, verses 31 through 34, talk about this covenant that is going to be fulfilled and mm-hmm. they it alludes to this coming king this coming priest and yes. at the very end of those verses it says that the lord says that he will take away our sin and remember it no more and that is just so powerful and i'm so grateful for that because when we recognize that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of christ that there is no sin that there is no lack of integrity that can separate us from the love of christ when we choose to bring it to him whether we are crying or laughing about the thing whether we are you know repentant or feeling as if we have an area within our heart that has been hardened because he just wants to work on it with us. And, you know, there were so many different times in my life where I just felt as if I was a burden. I mean, I read the Bible in the context of feeling as if I was a burden and that I had caused Jesus Christ to come here and Mm. do this work that he, you know, really didn't want to do. He just had to do so that he could make it right. And I read the Bible 
within this context and this belief. And it really, it infected what I read from the Bible and it infected how I related to the Lord and what I brought to him and how I brought it to him. So it wasn't until I actually read Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, where it says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame that I realized we are that joy. Yes. It's not the father. Because he was already with the Father in heaven. We were the joy that led him to come to the earth to despise the cross and the shame that it brought so that we might be joined to the Father again with him and the Holy Spirit. And when I began to focus on the joy, it made confession possible. Yes. When I began to focus mm. on the joy, it made opening up about the areas that I was really struggling with and finding godly counsel to help advise me in those areas possible because mm-hmm. I no longer felt like a burden. And well, Tanya, it changed everything for me. I mean, even to this day, I look for opportunities to exercise greater integrity, not because of the burden that we have, but because, and because of what we know we should do, but because of the joy that Jesus introduced into my life. And because I just want to grow in relationship with him and anybody, like any friend you would ever have, wants to do things to please that friend, I want to do things that please him and bring a smile to his face and make him feel even greater joy. It yes. changed everything for me, sis. What about you? Has the joy of the Lord shown up in your parenting and in your life? How has it shown up? Oh my goodness. Oh, that, that, oh my goodness. I, I'm just, I got to take a pause. <laughs> that That is so powerful and that is so beautiful. And what I was mentioning earlier, we want to go to the word, not to just to find out about what it says about sin and, you know, the scariness of, you know, what sin leads to, but the beauty, the joy, the power, the wonderful experience, like that abundant life that God has for us when we walk according to the way that he wants. There is this beautiful life that he has for us. And I love that Jesus Christ came to kind of not not do away with the law, but to fulfill the law, you know? So it it allows me to realize like, yo, there's a beautiful way of parenting that is that is less damaging. And I'm not saying that I'm all the way there yet, but I feel like I see it. I see it and I want, and I want that for my children. Like I want that for my family, right? And who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want something more beautiful? Who wouldn't want what God wants for, for, for their life, right? It's, it's, it's in surrendering to the way of God that we can learn to see the joy and the beauty in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's what, that's what integrity brings us to is like just having our parts in a whole place. We can look at things the way that God looks at it, you know, and see what he wants from us and for us, yes. right? And just leads us to that. Absolutely. Yes. We, yes. As we prepare to close, uh, I just wanted Ooh. to read a scripture over you ladies. 
I have to tell y'all that I had never seen this scripture until last year. And it, hmm, it just reminds me of how much joy the Lord has in relationship with us. Who is man that you should be mindful of us? God, we are overwhelmed, my goodness, by the joy that you feel with us. I'm going to read John chapter 20, verses 3 through 8 over us as we prepare to head out. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out, heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then, following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrappings that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw, and believed. We are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And for years, I had overlooked this tiny scripture at the end of the book of John. It says, the wrappings that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself, just like any servant would wait on his master, looking while he dined to see if everything was all right. There is a specific tradition within the Jewish heritage that the masters and the servants honored. And at the end of a meal, when the master would get up from the table. He would put his napkin down. If he simply threw it there, the servant received the symbol and the message that it was time for him to clean his place. But if his master folded the napkin and put it down, the servant would look at it and refrain from doing anything more. Why? Because it was the master's symbol to him that I have enjoyed my meal and I am coming back. I don't know what you have felt in your relationship with the Lord. I don't know if you felt like a burden, if you just can't get right, as if the sin is bearing down on you and he had to be burdened by your sin in order to come here this season. But I want you to know that you can be freed from that because here in John chapter 20, we see that the Lord folded his head wrappings. (laughs) And it always makes me cry. Because he left this little symbol so you would know that he enjoyed being with you. 
that he enjoys fellowship with you, that he enjoys every single time you call out his name. And it is that joy that led him to despise the cross. And it is that joy ah, which motivates him to come back. Sis, you are the joy that was set before our Lord. Don't ever let condemnation or the feeling that you can't get right keep you out of his presence because he is coming back for you. Uh, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and we praise you. We bless you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. For the many ways you show up for us this resurrection season, we praise you for helping us to just feel the freedom of the burden that we have felt being lifted off of us as we reflect on the joy that brought you to this moment, the joy that we get to hope in, the joy that leads us back into your presence day after day, time after time. Again, my God, you're good. You're right. You're wonderful. And Jesus, we cannot get enough of you. In your name, we say thank you. Thank you for your life. Yes, thank Lord. you for doing life with us. Yes, thank Lord. you. Thank yes. you for the joy you fill us with. In your name, amen and amen. It is always so nice to spend a little quality time with you. Now, if you have a moment more, would you please head over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Spotify and leave a rating and review? It would truly help other women find this content. And I really would be very grateful. In between time, I am at Candid Live and Tanya is at Tanya.impactfully on Instagram. Hope to talk to you soon. Have a beautiful week. Love you.